0: What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Devin Oogland and Ronnie Flores here with you as always. Ronnie, you just got back in from uh, Charlottesville, Virginia at the NBA Players Association Top 100 camp. We previewed it a little bit in the last pod in episode 26. And we're going to start off episode 27 with a little bit of a recap. So Ronnie, uh, Palo Benchero was the camp MVP. I believe Chet Holmgren was the playoff MVP um both on the yes. same team correct and they they won the uh the championship per se of that of that event. Um what did you see at NBA PA camp that that stood out to you that uh, might have been different a little bit? Um
1: what stood out to me was Devin that the forwards or the big strong players physical players once again kind of dominated the camp. Uh, we, we obviously, you saw this, a lot of that same talent at Pangos camp, and there was a lot of guys 6'8 and bigger. This camp was very similar in terms of uh, the endurance. Uh, the guards struggled at times. Uh, big courts, unlike, you know, Pangos camp where the side courts may be a little shorter. S- shorter. Yeah. You know, there was more, more green, more ground to cover, you know, and um, the guards, it was frankly, as a group, struggled a little bit. Because they were doing a good job of trying to get the ball inside, there was a twenty-four second shot clock. That's always good. So there's no screwing around with the ball. I mean, you like to say that you know you got straight line players. Guys who get into it uh, are more effective. The guys who over dribble and pound, you know, they, they their their weaknesses and deficiencies start showing. But overall, it's a very good camp. Again, it's a survival of the fittest. I thought uh, that group, Paolo Banchero, you mentioned was probably the most skilled. And if you look back on it five years from now. You're going to say, yeah, I remember Paolo and how good he was, you know, from start to finish. Um, I think people are going to uh, look back and say, wow, Ched Holmgren from Minihana Academy, who's a high school teammate of Jalen Suggs, who's at USA Basketball right now. Seven foot, 221, you know, a lot of ability. Uh, I didn't know that much about him, too much coming in, but he moves his feet really well. Knows how to get to his openings on offense and on defense. He's in the right positions. Um Right away, he had five blocks in the first game. One was on Dayron Sharp, who was the other one of the the standouts. Dayron was on the All Tournament team because, quite frankly, he just didn't he didn't perform he didn't uh, participate on the last day. I don't know if he uh, had had a, other engagements or had to leave. He was by far one of the best players. It wasn't even it wasn't even close. So that stood out. Um, and I think the scoring of Jabri Abdurrahim is going to stand out. Now, obviously. Uh, you know i'm sure some of his teammates would like to see him distribute a little bit more but there's a lot of guys as we know devin and camp setting that are <laughs> yeah. on the perimeter on the wing that take a lot of shots mm-hmm. maybe uh you know a little bit like hey i i'm going to you know show my what i can do and i'm going to get this mm-hmm. but if he's the best one in making the shots he's he led the camp in three point shooting percentage 50%, and he's one of the ones who took the most shots. It wasn't like he t- went one for two. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, you know, if you're shooting the three-point yeah. ball at a 50% clip, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know. So that that kind of is going to stand out. Um, the Spurs, who was that championship team, um, you know, included another uh, kid who made the uh, all-tournament team and was very good in the last few games. He wasn't as good early. Devin Askew for Modern Day, 221-point guard. 19 points. He hit five of six threes in the championship game. Uh, was one of the camp leaders in assists. So he had 19, eight, and six in the championship oh, a big game. Big time performance. Big time performance because there wasn't that many 20 point games. The assist leader in the camp was maybe like at five or six. Okay. And you know, only J. Ron Sharp was in double digit rebounds per the camp. You know, average. So very interesting how that all played out. Uh, the Spurs also included Jalen Terry, not to be confused with DeRon Terry. <laughs> Jalen, very good point guard. He, I think he came on real strong at the end. R.J. Davis, who got a UCLA offer. Mm-hmm. He Mick, was at Pangos. Mick, yeah, he was good. Yeah, Mick Cronin has been following him since his Cincinnati days, so they they like what they see there. Uh, the previously mentioned Shed Holmgren. Kyrie Walker had a big game in the semifinals for that Spurs team. Uh, Kyrie Walker had uh, 19 points on, on 7 of 12 shooting in the semifinal, helped him to beat the 76ers. Which uh, included Matty Sissoko. And and I think from the, those players we mentioned, Banchero, Holmgren, and a combination of Askew and whatnot, that's what you're going to say down the line. But as far as the play and a couple plays we are going to remember is in that semifinal game where the Spurs won. Um, you know, the, the Matty Sissoko, when you just talk about is he's not the most skilled player in this group by far. But what the Camps regimen, you know, the length of it, you know, it's a lot longer than Pangos and other uh elite events. If you just play hard consistently, you're gonna look good. Yeah. And that's Matty Sissoko. I, I have him higher on my board at that camp than most. I would probably have him like three or four. And the play he made in the semifinal, uh Ched Hong got a tip jam and everybody went crazy. He looked he looked like he came over the top like a you know uh Tom Chambers or something like that. You know, just <laughs> Some some great jam that you just see like from a Baron Davis or once in a while, a guy you didn't expect. Yeah. You know, just everybody, the whole cramp goes crazy. So Maddie Sissoko, you can is kind of embarrassed. So he comes down on the other end and somebody takes a shot, a jumper. He just grabs the offensive rebound. He just kind of gathers himself, kind of shoveled his feet a bit, and he just takes it up and just trails the rim down. The craze goes crazy. He kind of home grins in like, get out of my way. He just ripped the rim down. I think they might have called it off for either a travel or or uh, or you know whatever they called on the play. But I mean, all the other campers actually w- woke up and were like, "Wow, this is a great play." Because that was um, Saturday morning, you know. So they had quarterfinals at ten, semifinals at twelve, and then the final game was like at three mm-hmm. thirty and whatnot. So uh, you know, again, that we talk about it, just playing hard and being involved in every single play. Uh, made a big difference for Maddie Sissoko, so he made the All Tournament team. Some of the guys we have we haven't mentioned or haven't mentioned that made the All Tournament team were Zion Harmon, who was probably from top to bottom the best guard. I you know Devin Askew gets a lot of credit for what he did in the last two games. Um, Zion Harmon, who was one of the best guards at Pangos as well, two twenty one, well traveled. We talked about him before. He's he he you know he can develop into one of the you know top ten or fifteen players in this two twenty one class. Dwan Odom, who's had a great uh, you know, great, great camp. Uh, Bryce Thompson, one of the players I talked about who I wanted to see going in. Uh, from Booker T. Washington, To, Oklahoma, he led his team to state title, and you could tell he had a terrific season, and um, he didn't disappoint. You know, really shooting the deep ball well. He had a 19-point game. Bryce did really well, made the all-tournament team. Joe Bassamil, strong guard. Uh, did very well statistically and helped his team. His big scoring outputs. I don't think he had one bad scoring day. And almost everybody in this camp, Devin, they played between five and seven games. Almost everybody had a donut game, like two, four. Almost everybody, except Maddie, maybe Paulo and 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 Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody had one of those type of games. Uh, we've already mentioned Devin Askew. Uh, rounding out the twelve-man all-tournament team is Brandon Boston from Norcross, Georgia. Now Brandon was a little bit in the boat like Jabri Abdul Rahim shot a lot one of the wing players but man you know he gets by guys easily kind of everybody kind of compares him we're going to talk about him a little later Brandon Ingram but I think that's more of the look thing That's a look thing Yeah you know it, it's a look thing he yeah. he slashes but guys can't stay in front of him just he's he's good first step he's quick off the off the ground statistically he was good and then the last guy who made the all-tournament team was Ian Martinez and again, when we talk about a camp, they did a good job. John Lucas and his and his committee, which includes, you know, Van Coleman, Frank Burleson, Clark Francis, Jimmy Hicks, Dane Irvin. They do a good job. They keep a good job of, of the stats. And Ian Martinez is, you know, that's one guy whose stats really didn't match up with um the top 12, you know. Mm-hmm. So but he did a good job, like energy wise, his his team made the final and he uh. You know, played really good on ball defense. Ian got a lot of rave reviews for that, but uh, statistically, of those twelve players, he would be the person that be you know didn't have the games that the other guys did. So I think the guys that you got to look at that didn't make the all tournament team. There's three guys that stand out to me that, uh, for various reasons, didn't make it. Would be uh, Henry Coleman. He was just consistent and on one of the winning teams. Hendry's team, uh, the Knicks made the final. He had 17 points, seven rebounds in the losing effort against that Spurs team. And in the win, semifinal win over the Rockets, the Rockets included Bryce Thompson and Micah Peavy, Wilhelm Breedenbach from Modern Day, Daylon Terry. They beat him in the semifinals. He had 12 points and just played terrific. Um, I would would have put him on the all-tournament team. And then... Dayron Sharp didn't play on the last day, as I previously mentioned, and Isaiah Cottrell. Isaiah Cottrell, you know, he's a guy we, we, we know a lot about. He didn't go to Pangos. He's one of the guys I was looking forward to the scene, along with Bryce and, and, and Ch- obviously, Chad Holmgren, that, we, you know, we didn't get a look at the week before. And, you know, he had some nagging injuries, but he was efficient a- around the rim. He shot at a high percentage. And he was actually mixing it up a bit and staying in there, staying engaged. You know, sometimes Isaiah can float or disappear, as has kind of been the knock on him. Um, Did a really good job. Uh, I don't know if he was just comfortable or healthy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's a 6'10", 220 out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, who's obviously going to field one of the best teams in the country next year. And uh, at the camp, he committed to West Virginia over Kansas. Kansas really wanted him. Um, His mother is from the area. And, uh, you know, that was uh, the pull there for ice, as he's known to go to sign with Bobby Huggins. So overall, it was a very good camp, a lot of depth, you know, long camp. It's good to be back on the West Coast. And we obviously saw the finals, watching the finals there. Obviously, we talked about it last time, Devin, how there was going to be a champion either way. So whether it was going to be a game six on Thursday and or a game seven on Sunday. Uh, the Raptors got it done, Devin. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? You know, just your first impressions of that championship. Obviously, a lot happened during that game, but also a lot happened between that game and now. And we're we'll, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk ta- ta- tackle some of these subjects, whether it's the championship, the injuries, the trade blockbuster trade that finally happened with New Orleans and the Lakers. So uh, Devin, give your first impression of the of the championship in Game Six.
0: I think my first impression was I was
1: wrong about everything that i predicted on the last <laughs> one right yeah well you <laughs> thought i was gonna go to seven i mentioned that you know they had a good chance to go one and one so if they go seven you know does that the injuries really kick in now well, i mean they're, they were wearing down even clay uh i'm sorry steph was wearing down yeah
0: and clay thompson went down with the yeah what turned out to be a torn acl yeah. towards the end of the game yeah. Tour, yeah and uh it was in the early in the third quarter and he already had 30 points so yeah. i mean if if clay's Scoring in that 42 to 45 range for the rest of that game, Golden State forces a game seven. I'm confident about that. Interesting, um, yeah. But obviously, you know, it wasn't the Warriors' year for many reasons. I mean, KD goes down with a freak injury. Uh, Clay goes down with a freak injury. And like you said, Steph Curry just looked like he'd been beaten up for... I mean, Yeah. You think about playing into the NBA Finals for five yeah. straight seasons, that's a lot of extra games. Yep. I mean, if you sweep every single series, that's eight. that's 80 extra games. If you, you that and they didn't sweep every series, so you're no. in the you're in the triple digits of extra games,
1: and they're much tougher than regular season games. Right? I mean, just, I mean, in terms just of, the grind is way tougher.
0: The yeah. physicality is is on another level than the regular season. It's called differently. Um, so I'm curious to see you know what this means for the Warriors quote unquote dynasty. I'm not I'm not sure if we can call it a dynasty. A lot of times we we talk about dynasties being a threepeat. You know, like the sure. early 2000 Lakers or. The ninety five, the, the early to mid nineties Bulls, or the uh, Celtics in the eighties and the Lakers in the eighties, things like that. Sure, the Celtics obviously in the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that cool. wasn't even fair. But any, it, I mean, is this the end of the Warriors' run, or are we? Are they going to have Clay and KD and Steph back again? Uh, keep Draymond Green, things like
1: that, and make another run of it. Well, Devin, you know, as we look at it, they're not going to most likely unless Steph. And Draymond have a, I mean, a monster season. and Everybody else gets back healthy. They're not really, doesn't look like they're going to win the title next year. They're down two of the best players in the game and arguably the best player in the game. So next year is kind of a wash, and that yeah. kind of sped up everybody's process. We talked a little bit about it on on Pod 26. Obviously, we're on Pod 27. Uh, how KD's injury changed the Knicks' fortunes right away. Changed free agency's she, fortunes. Yeah, so then that kind of... Made the Lakers like we got to make a move, and then you know obviously Magic's out of the out of the picture. Dell Demps is out of the picture, so did, is that where you kind of got that this trade had to be moved forward with with Clay's injury or more with Magic and Dell Demps are out of the way? They they had some kind of you know verbal battles. They kind of yeah. got played out in public. What in your opinion traded made this trade go through now
0: when I you think, heard about it on
1: over the weekend? I think
0: it's more of a, a management change rather yeah. than. Uh, an injury yeah. to a KD that yeah. will affect the, the free whole, agency which, as a whole. Yeah. What, where are these destina- the guys are going to go? What destinations they end up as? So with the with the Lakers and, and Pelicans trade, we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more uh, in depth uh, later on, but... It's you know Dell Demps was the guy who was holding out during the season. He didn't want he, to deal with the Lakers, or whether it was the Pelicans owner, yeah. who didn't want to do it. But they didn't uh, want to yeah,
1: help the, I, quote unquote help the Lakers, right? Well, I they guess, helped themselves. Yeah, I help, mean, we'll talk about the particulars of the
0: trade, but yeah, they, they helped themselves. Well, they didn't too. help themselves because um, not to get in it early, the Lakers offered everybody, including mm-hmm. Kuzma, during the season. Yeah. Now the Lakers get to keep Kuzma. Sure. So you take that deal, you Be get cur- you get the best the best current player of the young core on the Lakers, you would have gotten him. Now you don't. Correct.
1: So that being said, um, did, you know, did the Pelican say, oh, okay, there's injuries. You know, we're not going to get KD. We're not going to get a player like that here. We're going to get Zion in the draft. Obviously, we so much going on in basketball right now. We haven't even talked about the draft coming up on June 20th. Uh, this Thursday, I believe. Yeah, um, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, already Thursday. And we, you know, we, we're going to get into it a little bit. But, you know, They're looking at these injuries and say, okay, we can't let AD walk. So does that, you know, forget, okay, we can do the deal with Kuzma. The Celtics supposedly were adamant on not getting rid of Jason Tatum. So they say, hey, you know, if we're not going to get Tatum, let's take the Lakers offer. We have a good core. It's still a good core even without Kuzma. You know, kind of what's your take there, you know, with the Celtics and... The not letting Davis walk, not letting it uh, play out longer and longer. I have a know? feeling. I have
0: a feeling the Celtics weren't confident in their ability to keep Anthony Davis after that one year rental, right? right? Because he's going to be a free agent, agent after next season. Sure. And then he's made it clear he either wanted to go to the Knicks or the Lakers. So maybe the Celtics didn't want to correct want to mortgage the the home to relatively mm-hmm. have it taken Rent. away. Yeah. You know, in a year. Sure. Um, so I think. It made just it just made the most sense with the Lakers. All the egos and the the infighting were taken out when Magic yeah. and Del Demps were um, gone yeah, for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. Uh, so David Griffin came in and and had I guess you know he had to sit down with Anthony Davis and was you know talked to his agent, talked to Davis, and apparently they made it clear that he was gone regardless. So Correct. you deal him while you have the opportunity to get and assets, get the value, and they got good assets. Uh, Very good assets. I mean, if Lonzo Ball can stay healthy, he's fantastic but he can't stay healthy and he can't, he can't make a shot right now. So Brandon Ingram's a a good wing scorer. I think he's a little too ball dominant. I think he he dribbles too much. He needs his usage rates way too high. Um, Josh Hart is a solid all around NBA player. He's going to guard. He's going to finish in transition. He's going to hit an open three. I like Josh Hart, our guy, Daniel Soto, who does a lot of work here for us for ball is life. He's he thought that Josh Hart was kind of the biggest chip the Lakers gave up in that deal because of, the intangibles that he brings to the table. And when he brought that up, I hadn't even thought about that. When he brought that up, I was correct. like, man, that's actually a good point. He's like that Rick Fox guy that, that the Lakers had in the early 2000s that
1: helped them win multiple championships, yeah, be right? tough, grab a rebound. Grab a re- yeah, just do the D. little things. Yeah. As I look at the team, the Lakers, and, as, and correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, they kind of gutted the team. So, like you said, we're, who's going to fill out the roster? They got two primetime players. They kept a great young player, Um, you know, Anthony Kuzma, so you know, you know how where, how's that Anthony Kuzma? I'm thinking of Anthony <laughs> Davis. Wait, no, yeah, you put Anthony Kuzma. Yeah, in
0: you you give you give yeah. Anthony Davis Kuzma's yeah. Kuzma's uh, half hook baby half
1: baby hook. hook. Oh, that'd be a deadly that yeah. be a deadly you combo. Know, so I'm, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but you know we'll see. But you know how do they fill out the roster? That, I don't know. know? know. With, with they need a shooter. They still got another kid they're trying to get. And, honestly, there's Kemba Walker out there people are are mentioning. They need a point guard. Somebody brought up a good point. Nick Van Exel was a second-round pick. One of my favorite players of all time. Who's been an elite point guard the Lakers have had since him? I An mean they Derek, Derek
0: Fisher worked out. He was a solid point guard. Yeah. That's what they know. need though. Yeah. So let's we got Rashad Phillips on actually. Rashad, thanks for taking the time to join us again. Uh Sports yeah. Talk twenty three nineteen. Yoda, yes. talk soon. Our guy. <laughs> um What's up? we're talking Lakers, Anthony Davis trade. How yeah. but what we're trying to figure out is how do the Lakers how do the Lakers fill out the rest of this roster? You got Davis, you got LeBron, you got yeah. Kuzma, right? So those are the three really solid pieces. You need a you need a I mean, do you need a point guard, or does LeBron handle the ball so so darn much that uh, we don't need a point guard? Um, you need, need shooters. shooters. What, what? How do we do this?
2: Yeah. So you you a point guard. You could use Rondo. I would I would bring I would try to bring Rondo back. Uh, doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh, he's fantastic in regards to making everybody else around him better, and he can relieve LeBron of some of the point guard duties uh, late in the season, so LeBron can save his legs for the playoff runs. Um, in regards to that, they still, I mean, I would, I would sign, try to get Carmelo Anthony to sign a mid-level deal to come off the bench, uh, and give them a little punch of scoring as well. Um, and they have one more max slot. So, uh, will they use that on Jimmy Butler or I'm hearing rumblings that they, they may try to do it on Chris Paul. So either uh, way they go. Uh, yeah. Rashad, why do you got to tell us that one? Come on, man.
0: What? <laughs> We got we got so many ball dominant guys on that team already. We don't need another ball dominant guy.
2: I, I know. I, I, I know. I, I I prefer if it was my team. I would I would take Rondo. Um, and I would def, I would try to again. I would I would talk to Carmelo and say, hey, we need you in the second unit. If you can, you know, give us some some scoring in that second unit, you can average fourteen, fifteen points a game. Maybe win six man of the year coming off the bench for the Lakers. And um, I think it'll be exciting.
0: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point with, with Carmelo because he seems like a, a guy nobody wants to touch right now. But right. he does have that that scoring knack off the bench where he can come in and get you 20 points in, in 15 minutes if, if, he's yeah. he'll, if he's healthy and if he's in shape. Um, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on which piece the Lakers gave up is going to be the biggest kind of loss. Is it Lonzo? Uh, is it Ingram? Is it Hart?
2: It's definitely Lonzo. It's definitely Lonzo, and I, I think I, I think Lonzo needed to leave LA. And I, I said this last year, uh, back in July, when LeBron first signed, I was like, Lonzo has to leave. Um, I think now that Lonzo's in a in a new scenery, and they'll be getting Zion. I just think that Lonzo was going to make them pay,
0: okay. um,
2: because just because Zion's stardom and and all the things that he brings is really predicated on him playing with somebody who can get him the ball yeah so so the fact that new orleans was able to get lonzo a person who facilitates at a high level i mean lonzo may lead the
0: nba in assists i can see that
2: that's that's very very possible because the way he plays and i just think that that's that was the biggest piece that the Lakers lost in regards to what Lonzo's going to do for that team. But I don't think Lonzo fit LeBron's style anyway, so it was it was a win win in that trade.
1: Okay, okay, Rashad, yeah. um, talk a little bit about the pressure here, the timetable. LeBron's not a spring chicken, you know they they kind of had to put this together this year and the two twenty one season. Do you think that kind of makes other veterans maybe want to sign for the veteran minimum, or do you think that Puts, you know, too much pressure, more pressure on them. than They, they got to get it done the next two years at max three to win a championship and to make this work. Or else you, you mortgage the future. So what's your yeah. take? What's your initial take there just on the – pre? obviously, LA is a pressure place, but on them getting it done.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of pressure there, obviously. Anytime you play for the Los Angeles Lakers, yeah. there's pressure for you to win a championship. You know, sure. playoffs are just not enough for that type of franchise. Sure. Now, given the fact that they got Anthony Davis and obviously LeBron James, um, and they're going to add some more pieces. I think that, and the injuries to Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant, I think this is the perfect window for the championship. they almost can sneak and win this one next year? Yeah, They can kind of, they can, they can steal a championship because the best team that could probably, that could beat them is the golden state warriors. And they're, and their best two well, two of their two out of their three best players are gonna be injured. So this is the time that the Lakers can do it, and maybe the following year they have a chance to go back to back. So these two years right here may be the most important two years in the Lakers franchise history and quite like maybe
1: ever. Mm-hmm. Uh Rashad, yeah, you know, give us a your little predictions. What what do you think happens here? Is it Chris Paul? Is it you know what happens this upcoming season? Who 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 does the Pelicans take at fourth? Kind of you know what does who moves you know what 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 do you see shaking out? Does Kawhi stay? You know does he move yeah. on to the Clippers or you know so how does that the defending champs? Because we're not even talking yeah. about the defending champs yet. So I know. you know talk so. a little you know go through that a little bit. What you kind of okay. forecast? Um,
2: I I I see the Pelicans maybe doing business with the Hawks. I think the Hawks want to move up in the draft. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, So I think the Pelicans can take advantage and take Atlanta's 8 and 17 and give Atlanta their 4. That may can happen. That's still possible.
0: And Atlanta Um, Atlanta takes Cam Reddish?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, But I've also heard um, that they're extremely high on DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. Now, I've heard that. So, but they won't take DeAndre Hunter at four. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's going to be a tricky situation. Obviously, I got my draft show coming up, coming out Thursday, and I'll be in Atlanta for the draft on my show. But so, I think Atlanta's trying to move up in the top five for that uh, Cam Reddish or Jerry Um I think Kawhi. Something tells me that he stays. I agree.
0: I agree. I have a feeling he's gonna stay too, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you drive a 97 Volvo, yeah. I can see you stay. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, there's a certain certain type of loyalty he has there just in the way he deals with things. I could I, I could see that as well.
2: I, I I just have I just have a weird feeling he stays and I think he's gonna sign like a two year deal with a player option. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's gonna allow Toronto to rent him one more year and kind of see if they can meet the Lakers in the championship. That would be must-see TV. Um, And I just think Kawhi has an easier path to get to the championship, bringing all those guys back. Um, I just think Milwaukee's still a few players away, um, and and Philly has to get their act together. So I think Kawhi stays. He does a two-year deal for a ton of money with a player option so he stays and then he puts himself back on the market after next season cuz I think he wants to give himself a chance to go back to back. I think he wants to do that deep in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um and and again, I think the Lakers I don't think they I don't think they take Chris Paul. I don't think they take the risk of giving him 30 million. So I I think they go out and grab Carmelo Anthony before they get Chris Paul. That's just my gut. So let's see how that plays out yeah i
0: i mean chris Paul's another he's he's a star he's a great player but he's aging he's always hurt um and again, I don't think his style of play fits with uh no, this current no. Lakers roster right where do you what do you see the the k d injury the impact it's gonna have on where he ends up where Kyrie ends up Kyrie just signed with rock nation a new agency obviously that kind of points in the direction of him going to the brooklyn nets um right. and now now we have k d he's gonna miss probably you know most of the Next season, maybe the entire season. Uh, yeah. What what does he do? Does he does he go back to Golden State for that that one year and, and take his player option for the thirty one million, or does he test the waters now?
2: I think he stays in Golden State. I, I think he stays stays in rehabs um, and then takes and takes his player option because I think he may end up just being at Golden State because he's gonna he's gonna stay in Golden State and rehab. But I think they're gonna powder him up for a whole year. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, you know, so I just think that his you know, Kevin Durant has a change of heart a lot. So I just think that <laughs> he, we all know that. So I, I think he stays rehabbed in Golden State, um, and let and watches how the market plays out. Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a good fit. Okay. I think I think Brooklyn should re sign D'Angelo Russell and sign Julius Randle. I would those would be my two targets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to happen. Julius Randle's probably going to end up in New York, um, and uh, and DeAngelo Russell was probably going to end up with the Pacers, um, or the Orlando Magic. So let's see how those takes. Hopefully, I'll I'll get one of those right.
0: Yeah, those are. I think those are both those are both tough calls with with D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle because you got to have a, a place where those are those are fit guys. Like Julius Randle is a guy right. who you know he's a he's a He's a scorer, he's a he's a dog, he plays hard. Yeah. Um but yeah. he, he's gotta have touches to be able to be effective. And yeah, I don't know if him and RJ Barrett will I don't know if that'll work. That's what I yeah, exactly, because they both yeah. need the ball in their hands to be effective. Um mm-hmm. and then D'Angelo Russell needs the ball in his hands to be effective. A lot of guys who are ball dominant these days in the NBA. Um but I think I think you're on the right track with a lot of those things, man, and you're always yeah. tuned in um to where players are going and, and where they're leaning. And you're also always tuned into the to the draft. So, um, we have a we have a three player draft, I guess we want to call it. Maybe a four with Cam Reddish. Um We we discussed you know uh, your thoughts a few weeks back. But have you been hearing anything new? Any any play, teams looking to move up, move down? What are you hearing?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, like I said, I, I I think the Hawks is the only team that's going to be able to maneuver because they got three first round picks. And and so I think that's the only team that maybe gets to move up. Um, I'm hearing really good things about Nick Claxton out of Georgia. Um, And I've always liked him. I just didn't think he was going to come out this year. I thought he was going to stay and play one year with Anthony Edwards, but he's come out. Um, I think he's going to be a good pick. Um, I'm I'm really high on Daniel Gafford from Arkansas. Uh, I I, I just think that this is going to be, there's going to be somebody in this draft. Um, that's gonna pan out and that's gonna be a uh, 24th 23rd pick 36 it's gonna be one of those type of drafts where everybody's gonna say wow you know it may be one of those kind of draymond green mm-hmm. things that may happen somebody's gonna get drafted in 36 37 that's gonna end up panning out to be an all-star in the nba that's kind of how i see this draft happening interesting
0: i think one of the more interesting first-round guys right now is Kevin Porter Jr. out of USC. Oh, he's tremendous. He's a one and done, but he's has got kind of got that prototypical uh, yeah. NBA scoring guard kind of feel. What, what are you hearing about him?
2: Yeah, a lot of teams love him. I think he, I think he ends up, I think he ends up in Miami. Um. Miami and Detroit, those are the two teams I see him going to. But I also want to shed some light on, on Romeo Langford. I think he's the kid that's not getting enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching his tape for about two weeks now. And every time I turn on the tape, I'm more impressed. Um, and I think he's going to end up, you know, somewhere where it's either. I think Miami's trying to figure out, do they take Romeo Langford or Kevin Porter? And the the Pistons in Miami are kind of. They're going to take one or the other. And I think Minnesota is in there too, as, as well. Minnesota, Miami, Detroit for Romeo Langford. He's about 6'6, 6'11 wingspan. He reminds me a lot of DeMar DeRozan. He's a terrific mid range player, he's a fantastic defender. Um, I, I think Romeo Langford will be the sleeper in this draft. I think it's him. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, a guy. So I'm looking at kind of the names in the draft right now and a guy who ronnie and i have seen a lot of uh, over the he, over the years he was he had a brief stop in in southern california as bull bull um you know seven seven two you know has all the length measurables he's got ball skills he can shoot it a little bit but one of the knocks on on bull bull that ronnie and i witnessed multiple times is a lack of motor maybe a lack of engagement um yeah. where do you, i mean it, his measurables and his athleticism at his size are just absolutely freakish. Where do you see him landing and what do you think his, his NBA kind of trajectory looks like?
2: Yeah. I I think he's going to be somewhere in the top 10. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I think he'll be in the top 10 because he's such an anomaly. Right. Uh, And so you, you, there's guys that you have to swing the bat on. Like there's certain prospects that is like, you know what? I got to gamble on this one. You know, it's, it's like, it's a, It's a respected gamble, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think the two players that you, it's a, the respected gamble is Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish and uh, Bobo are the two guys that you want to make, you want to take that gamble on. Mm -hmm. So I think Bobo does that. I think he, I think he plays well in the NBA if he doesn't get hurt, but he has to pick it up on the defensive side of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at guys who may be projected in the second round here. Um, Lou Dort from Arizona State. I thought he was a, a fantastic college player, a guy whose game translates to the NBA. And yeah. Nas Reed from LSU, 6'10", big-time score, ball skills. I think he's another guy who is in that second round that, that could be a big-time player down down the line. Like you said, what, what do you think on those two guys?
2: Uh, you said Lou Dort and uh,
0: Nas Reed? Yes, yes.
2: Yes, uh, I, like, I like both of them. Uh, I like Nas Reed a lot. Um, he reminds me a lot of Nene, you know, (laughs) powerful, um, terrific around the basket, but he also has, he can spread the defense with his jump shot. Um, Lou Dortz is a, a, is a power guard. Um, I think he can become a great defender at the NBA level. Um, so those guys, those two guys, again, it could go into that. It can go into that Draymond Green effect where you're drafting them 35th or 36th. And they they end up being really great NBA players. There's another kid that I think is going to be tremendous, and he may go undrafted, but I think he's going to make an NBA roster. And I think it's Jalen Hands out of UCLA. I just think that he's so dynamic from the point guard position. I think he brings something to the table.
0: For sure, we saw we saw Jalen Hands a lot when he was in high school and uh, playing the, playing club ball, and his couple of years at UCLA. And I agree. He's a great athlete. You know, he has that NBA speed and uh, kind of feel, feel for pick and rolls and, and things of that nature. Um, Rashad, man, we appreciate your time. I know you're trying to catch a flight here. Um, always appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll, we'll probably have you back on after the draft to get your thoughts.
2: Oh, that would be great, guys. It's always a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me on your wonderful platform. Keep rolling, guys.
0: No doubt. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Rashad. And uh, he always brings an interesting perspective um, to the NBA draft, even the free agency, because you know, Rashad watches a lot of film. He spends a lot of time watching film and breaking guys down. Um, anything he said, kind of sta- – I know yeah. when, when the Jalen Hands and maybe the second-round guys, Nas Reed picked up, you kind of – your yeah, facial you know, expression changed a little bit. You started yeah. thinking a little bit.
1: What do you think? Yeah, thinking? I, I think um, the guy I want to – now, again, he might be bigger. Uh, I want to ask you, because I'm not in tune with it, is what happened to DeWan Blair? From Pittsburgh, he was with Dewan Blair. Gonna, he remember? was with the Spurs for a couple years. I think he's out of league now. He's yeah, yeah. supposed to be like a, a player that you said like a almost like a Draymond Green type of pick that can help help win help yeah, you win championships. You, you help right? You win. You know. So Nas Reed is a big guy and he's strong. He he's gonna help some team somewhere, even if it's just to push the the starter. You know. Uh, I I do like that. I think Jalen Hands. Um, Got a little bit of a bad knack for maybe being a little too Hollywood. I just think UCLA in general was that had that feel because well, maybe the thing with the, the, and the LeVar coaching staff, and yeah, all that was just yeah, the was thing just all with the, LeVar, the LeVar situation in China and those guys with, with Jello with Jello and all that, and all these guys are not in tune, they're not serious, they're not winners, etc. Anything else you can say about them, I think that, um, uh. You know, that comes to play with Jalen. He just kind of got thrown in that mix because we know he has the talent. Does he have the, the, just the fortitude? Is he, is he going to do it? So, of those two or three guys, Devin, who's the one you think is going to do it? Like, he's going to be a good long seven, eight years in the NBA, whether between, you know, uh, between Nas Reed, Hands, those type of Dort. Is, I think you know. Dort, I think based on what I saw
0: at, arizona state i thought dort had had a really mature approach to the game and a guy who likes to work i think that's that's he's kind of intriguing to me because he can score in multiple ways and he's got a good frame he's like 6'5 220 i mean you think about yeah, that frame as a yeah. and and scoring ability and, and defensive ability as a second round pick i think that's a guy that has a chance to be and he, he's a good passer he's a good distributor i think some people list him as as a point guard prospect I think he's more of an off guard or or a three or a wing Um, I'm not sure he's the guy who initiates offense in the NBA but having that kind of frame and that kind of physicality you're able to compete in the NBA right away with that kind of frame you know what I mean yes I'm curious to see what New Orleans does with that number four pick Rashad was discussing that they're gonna flip it uh, to Atlanta. Atlanta and take two other first round picks the eight and the 17 and then Atlanta was gonna pick Cam Reddish Cam Reddish a lot of people love his game. A lot of people don't love his approach sure. to the game. You, well, you saw another... multiple at multiple yeah. levels in in high school and club.
1: Here's what are your my, thoughts on him? Here is my thing, Devin. Is like you said that fourth pick. Again, I I think the Lakers fans are like, oh my god, let's just take up the Lakers for what, a second here. <laughs> Lakers fans, oh my god, we gave up the fourth pick. Uh, did you know you know we gave up so much? We gave up Lonzo, etc. Um, those picks they gave up. Everybody's drafting on potential right now. There's not like all this production. There's just not that much re- especially resume. At number four, yeah. There's just not that much resume for these guys. They're only in college one year. Me, a guy like me, you, honestly, in many respects, we know more about the players than some of these NBA guys do. Besides, maybe now getting the intel, but they're getting it secondhand. They haven't yeah. had a chance to see them that much. They really haven't. Right. It's just some guy, especially like a Darius Garland. You, most NBA guys haven't seen he him. He didn't that even much. play last year in <laughs> college. But he's he's gonna. He's it's all be a potential, pick, right? It's all potential. So, um, you know, when we talk about Cam Reddish, you know, you just gotta um, think about his upside. And I, I agree with Rashad in terms of you swing on the fences with some guys that you think have a lot of upside. You got it's a it's a it's gonna be a, a crapshoot. I think some teams are gonna crap out between four and ten. <laughs> Big I agree. Time. I mean, I'm Big looking time. at some of the names Big here. Bull, bull. bull yeah. Bull Bull can't right now hasn't proved he can lead a high school team anywhere. Right. They do good as just as good without him. Right. So the big game that we have went to that we all know about is going to be one of the most talked about regular season. uh, I'm sorry, playoff events in recent at the Galen Center with 12,000 people there. You know, modern day can't get it done with Bull Bull. So fast forward to 218, they win the Southern Section Open title with basically mid to low level – college prospects without Bo Bow, Yeah. So then he goes over to Finley. They don't, you know, he moves to Finley. They don't really. Yeah. They don't really. Oh, God. Finley's going to win Geico now with Bo Bow. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen that way. Then you go to college. And again, it's the Darius Garland situation. I heard. How so, many games did Bo play? You
0: played a handful
1: and I mean, put up good numbers. But that's early in the season.
0: And you're not yeah. playing against top level competition.
1: Yeah. And you're just not finishing. Right. Finishing strong. Like we're talking about Matty Sasoka at the NBA players camp. Devin Askew, You finish strong. I just don't see some of those guys finishing strong. Okay. So I I I wouldn't gamble on him at four. So if
0: you're an NBA GM between four and ten, you're trying to move. You're trying to move those picks. I mean, I think
1: I'm trying to move it, especially since get, get I got some players. Hart, I got the yeah. ball, I got Randall, I got a good core now. I, yeah, it's the same thing we're saying with the Lakers, and that's why I asked Rashad about the timetable. Is you know. Right now in recent history, it's not like it was, like you said, with Christian Laettner and and Alonzo Mourning and Shaq. You know what you're getting with those guys right away for the draft. For right now at four, you're, you're getting a guy who potentially—he didn't play a year in college if you pick Garland. Yeah, you're getting a guy—how do you know you're getting a guy that's going to help you in the NBA playoffs next year? Yeah. You don't know. And, and New Orleans could be in the mix for things. Like you said, you know— uh, Toronto's obviously the, the favorite and Milwaukee, but if they sneak into the five or six, five seed, four seed, does do they care about a draft pick right now? So I think I Laker fans, yeah, they don't get Fred on these draft picks. They're trying to win 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Lakers are trying to They're win now. They're in title. win now mode.
0: They're, Lakers are in yeah. win now mode. And if they've made anything clear over the last five years with the NBA draft, is they can't draft. <laughs> yes, yeah, so get so, of the pick anyway. So three yeah. first round picks are gone. Are gone. That's fine because the last five first-round picks they've taken are gone. Yeah. With um, we with Randall. Start with, then go to Russell. Then go to uh, Ingram, Ingram Ball, Ball, Hart. Like the only
1: one left is is Kyle Kuzma. Who's twenty sixth? And, and he was the twenty seventh pick. And that's what we got to. You know, when you talk about dynasty teams that do so well, you know, look at the Celtics. They got Danny Ainge from baseball. the The Lakers got AC Green at twenty five. You know they um, those type of picks. You know the, the, those are the type of picks you need, and the Lakers only hit. The, the Lakers are one for five, basically. Yeah, they hit good on Kuzma. On Kuzma, you know, and it, it just. I mean, I thought the, 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 a Hearts the, a solid the, player. The statistics are not there that they're going to hit. That they were going to hit at 4th <laughs> Right, they're, 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 they're in two hundred. Yeah. You're at the Mendoza line. line. Yeah, you're going to screw I that fourth pick up. Well, yeah, New Orleans right. is not in a situation where they can go various ways, and if they keep that player. Then, then More it, power to, to them. them. More That's power to good them. Good for them.
0: But again, yeah, the, the draft picks in that deal, I, I don't think the draft picks are, a bi- are an issue. I, I think the Lakers historically have built through free agent getting signings, big, and big time trades, getting in a big man. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar getting came a big from man. Milwaukee, right? A big trade. Yeah, trade from Milwaukee. Magic Johnson was through the draft. Through the draft, and, and they got lucky. And they that were lucky trade. on that first pick. And, yeah, it was a
1: trade. It was. It had to do with the free agency, correct? Shaquille
0: O'Neal, was, free agency. agency. Kobe Bryant, a draft day trade. So Correct. it wasn't their pick. It was Charlotte,
1: the number thirteen pick. Just a great pick. Um, just, pa- a, I mean, you can't get great. How great a pick that is? Yeah.
0: yeah. And who did that? Jerry West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the then we have um, Paul Gasol. Who kind was, of lucked up into. the Oh league. my God! I yeah. mean, yeah. Mitch Kupchak just absolutely just just jacked. Yeah. The uh, the on that one. The, they, <laughs> I mean, they got the yeah, softball pitch yeah. from Memphis. Yeah, they got an underhand pitch that Mitch Kucharak just. Memphis Mark. got Mark Gasol in that deal, who yeah. ended up. Yeah. He's a solid NBA player now, is an yeah, NBA champion, champion as a yeah. role player. Um, but again, at that time, Kwame Brown and whoever yeah. else it was for for Paul Gasol in his prime, that was a that was a heist, right? Yeah. Um. So now we're at the present day, and we make they make a deal for Anthony Davis who is in his prime, 26 years old, uh walking double-double, you know, rim protecting big man in a, in a league where there's not a whole lot of rim protecting big men. Um Ronnie, what do you see happening? What do you see happening here? Is it is it a championship next year now that the Warriors are kind of down in the east is run by Toronto who is, you know, a solid all-around team but don't have that
1: star power that the Lakers now kind of have with LeBron and AD. Um I think Toronto getting over the hump this year's is- a big deal that's going to help them. Um, there's not no doubt in their mind. They can, as long win. as Leonard stays. Yeah, this is, no, this is yeah. all assuming yeah, Kawhi yeah, stays. Yeah, yeah, because they can win at Golden State. So say, they, well, go, we're gonna they are proven they can at, win against yeah, Golden State. Go, we're going to go into the Staples. We're going to win. Mm-hmm. Coach, you know, you can see Kawhi saying, yeah, we'll get this. You know, just this is his. <laughs> five words. Yeah, five <laughs> words, you know. So there's no doubt that helps him a lot. How good is Milwaukee? How much better is Milwaukee going to be? I told you at the beginning of the playoffs, I only saw Milwaukee. I didn't see Milwaukee much during the regular season. I, I didn't. I really didn't. I saw them for a couple quarters. I said, I don't trust this team. They're not going to do it. They just they didn't make the, the good, smart plays at certain times. And they well, just they, didn't. They rely so much on Giannis. Yeah, yeah and he's and not he, complete. He's not a complete player. He's a great player. I mean, yeah. he's a f- ridiculous player. <laughs> Unbelievable, you know. But it's the same thing we're saying about NBA Players Association. They're not complete. Guys. Yeah, he can't shoot. Can't go to can't the left. can't shoot free throws. Yeah, guys not hitting their free throws. Guys not being in shape. Various things that we talk about. I don't think we can. We can accuse Giannis of no, not being no, in shape. Yeah, no, <laughs> not <I'm laughs> talking you mean. About the NBA but guys. Giannis is fucking. Like, he's yoked, yeah, bro. He's, yeah, he's a. <laughs> but we're saying there's, there's holes there. Yes. So, you know. Now The Lakers need a a Matty Sissoko type of player. Not Matty Sissoko, but they need a guy who just... They had now. a guy like yeah. that, Julius Randle. Yeah. Randall. yeah. <laughs> 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 so there's so much... So to your original question, <laughs> I, I think the, there's more pressure and more... I'm not sure this roster is is that, you know, oh my God, like, they're going to win with, just because they have two superstars.
0: Right. Again, I, they are a build. long way out yeah. from
1: seeing what they're going to look like when yeah, the, when the ball the, goes up in the first game of the season. They have to build, and... LeBron had some injuries last year. He didn't play good defense last year. I don't horrible. Defense. I don't care what anybody says about his all time great. It don't matter. Like, terrible defense. Yeah. He didn't give an effort. He didn't play times. any defense. He didn't give no effort at times. Now maybe he knew the season was was going sure. sour behind. He he's kind of just yeah, yeah okay save myself. I get it. It's it's happened. Now, I as an all time great, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't ever accuse of uh, you know uh, I never saw like a great player do that really besides him. Again, it's different situation, different scenario. He's getting at he 33, 34. 34, Yeah. So the pressure's, I think, a little tighter than Rashad thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think so. I just from there because their, their roster is not complete, um, and there's other good teams. You know, Tur- Toronto, Milwaukee, and then we'll see what I mean, happens even in with the West. The even in yeah. the West, I mean, yeah.
0: the Nets are going to be fine because they're going to get Kyrie. They're going to
1: be competitive. So in the, the West, Lakers need a home. Even if they get home court advantage, the Lakers are going to go from one, not in the playoffs to the top seed. With a basically a brand new, new team, team who needs to
0: figure it out together,
1: and then and th- he, another thing, AD hasn't played in a monster Western Conference, sure. Eastern Conference final. It's going to take him. We don't know how games. he's going to respond. Correct. Chris Bosh was like uh, Bill Simmons. I remember the Bill Simmons, the guy, who the Boston guy, who's a you know famous sports 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 guy, of the sports guy, the island, course, now the <laughs> whatever, sports guy, whatever yeah. you want to call him, he mentioned it because he followed it closely, and he goes, Chris Bosch shitted on himself the beginning when he first got to Miami, because yeah. he was in Vancouver? Or was it? Uh, know, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. He was in Toronto. They played meaningless games yeah. for many years. Yeah. There's a difference between playing for the championship when you know you're in it to just playing in a regular NBA game. Sure. So, Even a regular playoff yeah. game. That's what AD has to... I that's going be, be to that's, that's be another interesting that's point with that. Thing.
0: And then, he has to step up. Are they going to bring in guys with championship pedigree? Uh, Rashad said that they should bring back Rajon Rondo. And I, I get that from a championship pedigree and experience the, kind of and thing. The, and the price. And the price, but yeah. I mean, if he's coming off the bench, sure, that's fine. Yeah, he can come off the bench and, and orchestrate. But if he's uh, trying to start him alongside LeBron, you need shooters, man. You need guys who can make shots. Yeah, and they don't have it right now. And so I think look at the Warriors they had they had a hard time making shots when when Durant went out. Yeah, Clay and Steph was the only two
1: guys, and they were tired. They didn't have anybody else who could make shots. No, it's a yeah. shot makers league right I, now. I remember that. Uh, I kept hearing that maybe Sean Livingston might retire. I think his body. Wow. Yeah, is kind of you know he didn't give kind as much of shutting as, down, shutting down. Like maybe he doesn't want to hurt himself further in terms of like chronic okay arthritis or something. long term sure stuff. Like, yeah, yeah long term because I, I was mentioning now maybe he's just down because they lost him. Maybe he'll come back, but like you said, he's not giving them what they he gave him two three years ago. Yeah, uh, they had other injuries. Quinn Cook had a nice little run, but he's not. There's still a lot of things up in the air, and that's and and the Golden State is still in a good situation. If they want to stay together and come back, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's
0: good. they're they're a year or two away, but they can yeah. all come back and still be very good. But the yeah. Lakers still have to get through Denver, yeah. who is an extremely good basketball club. Yeah. They still have to get through the Trailblazers
1: yeah. with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum they got and, good and experience. a lot of young, yeah, players. They who got, got a got lot of motivation this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a little tighter than they think. Than the fans are hoping, just because you got two stars, one's aging, and the other is one of the best players in the NBA, but is he in is is he going to do what Giannis did in the playoffs this year or is he better than that AD? Yeah.
0: He's better than that. Okay. Cuz he he can score, he can shoot. Okay. He can score in a variety of ways. I think he's better than that. Cuz even if
1: he does what Giannis does, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, if AD's But he has to do better than that to if, win the
0: title. If AD's healthy, he's a top 5 player in the league. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. Right? Just cuz of what he can do at his size. He's 6'11", he can shoot it out the three-point line. He's he's a good defender, if score on the block. Uh good passer you can have pass out of the high post things like that so
1: let me ask you this yeah. about LeBron Devin does he pedal the metal have one of his best regular seasons in a while or are you take an opposite approach where he's going to sit out the last game of road trips and gear up load up and then that you're now you're now you're now you're maybe hurting okay or is the chemistry there or do they have the seed they want if he does that that's a great question I mean I don't Depends on the
0: roster. It depends mean. on the roster. Like it depends on how they do to start the season, right? It, de- <laughs> it depends on if he's they're... he's out. Jason Kidd yeah. is in. Yeah,
1: right. Is Frank. Go, ha- the coaching other, staff. I want to get. Other I want to
0: get to that. So I'm going to answer your question really quickly. I want to get to the coaching staff thing, and then we'll we'll get out get out of here and let you get to your next uh, your next uh, commitment. But so it depends on how they do. If they start thirty-two and eight.
1: They'll just roll. It's
0: going to be pedal to the metal. They're going to be a top three seed. Yeah. they right? want to be a top three seed, right? Have home court advantage, seat. things like that. Um, if they struggle, you know, AD gets hurt or Kuzma gets hurt or whoever they bring in doesn't injuries. work out, yeah. then we're going to see a similar thing to last year. Maybe they sneak in as a seven or eight,
1: right? Wow. If they sneak in as a seven or eight, then this, people are going to be very upset with what they gave up. Right. Ho, ho. But it's and all going to depend- talk about trades again. Yeah. Oh, who are they going to get before the deadline? Right. You got to. It's going to have trade, like the same yeah. fucking scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same thing all over again. Yeah. It's like it's, this vicious, disgusting, sick cycle of just six average, six, average, fifth, average, average team. Yeah. And now look at New Orleans. Is like, yeah, we got a, some players. We got a guy who doesn't want to necessarily be there. And now they're thinking all these guys. Another thing, they kind of know each other. It mm-hmm. seems like it could work out for them. I mean, like they, Hart, they, Bozo, you know they. I, I think they can play together and actually do something yeah, with that. I team.
0: think the pieces that they got back and then potentially well, whatever, Holliday, they the draft, yeah, whatever they do in the draft. Yeah, whatever they do in the draft, I think they have the potential to be
1: just as good as they were last year with <laughs> Anthony Davis on the team, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is almost insignificant. Like, meaning Davis's production is great. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player most likely. Yeah. But what did it do for the Pelicans? nothing uh, nothing didn't play They
0: t- won one playoff series. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah if that I mean well, I think they weren't deep in the playoffs. They won
0: one playoff series, I believe in the his entire tenure? I think so. Uh, I could be wrong on that but I believe it's it's one or maybe two at maximum. Um so the Lakers still have something to I mean the the roster is still very far from being put together and but with the recent track record of free agent signings for the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers like
1: I just don't see who they're going to put together. Correct. Because they kind of got AD regardless of Magic or Dell Damps or Griffin or Rich Paul or the Lakers got AD cuz they're the Lakers. Basically. Yeah. I Me and you could have
0: If we could have been on, in the front office and
1: AD wants to come here.
0: Three picks. Yeah. Three really good solid young players. Here you yeah. go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's that do wasn't it. a difficult that wasn't a difficult trade no, to make. Because he the wanted only, to be there. The only difficult part of it was who to include whether it was Lonzo or Kuzma. They decided to include Lonzo, I think, in large part because he can't stay healthy and he can't shoot. And Kuzma has a transferable skill at yeah. the NBA level right now, and he can score 20 points on any given night. He can score 35 on any given night if he if he feels like it, right? Yeah. And that's why he was he was kind of kept. But now we talk about the coaching staff. They brought Jason Kidd in, right? Yeah. A, a former NBA head coach, a former NBA All Star, Hall of Fame player, to be an assistant who's uh, already got a very good assist, like a top level assistant for frank vogel who was coming in to mentor lonzo ball right and now lonzo ball is he's gone Mentor AD. who's he
1: mentoring he's, he's mentoring. rondo yeah. Yeah, jason I mean, kidd and rondo yeah i just don't know like jason kidd they're gonna now, get in a fight in the locker room yeah it, it's yeah it's very interesting the chemistry there the coaching staff chemistry might be more interesting than, than the team the chemistry yeah what are you doing because then now if you don't start well like you mentioned devin I think it's going to be, it ain't all la la land right now. People are looking at, oh, we got the guy we wanted. We're a superstar based franchise. Everyone's
0: on cloud nine right now because, because today it yeah. looks great that they got another superstar, and that's how the yeah. Lakers normally build their championship teams. But in the long term, it's going to depend on who they bring in via free agency. Mm. And if they're able to put together a team, that works well together. Yeah. You got to find shooters who can make who can make shots. See, we like shot makers. We don't like shot takers, Ronnie. Yeah. That's why I always preach to people, to kids I talk to, high school players, whatever. Yeah. We like shot makers, not shot takers. Are there many shot makers available in the league right now? I don't think so.
1: Yeah. They're, a couple <laughs> of them are
0: injured. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: in, they're, they're injured. injured and they're not coming. They're not coming. Yeah. Uh, give me your take on what you think. Is LeBron more interested now in Little Bronny and Sierra oh, Canyon? Oh, uh, I was actually waiting for this Or one. is he now locked in, all distractions aside? I-, I don't see it. I don't just see how you could turn... Now, maybe he's one of the all-time greats, and all-time greats can do that. Just turn the switch on. But why sure. should the switch ever be off? I don't, I don't you know jordan's switch is not off Uh, you know Kawhi leonard and switch ain't off Kawhi's switch is i don't think he has a switch he don't need one he's just that him just rolls right
0: (laughs) that thing's on cruise control (laughs) he's got he's got 90 you know nine hundred thousand miles on on that volvo Volvo, and it's still going
1: it's still going 30 miles per gallon and he's rolling he's probably on a road trip right now back to california yeah that's the thing about lebron it's like he's in this ferrari and it's an awesome car but where does it you know, is he going to leave him on the side of the road? I mean, here we, in the next couple, we years? cover, we we yeah.
0: we film a lot of uh, Bronny James games. Uh, Even more excited there than he is at right, Lakers That's Braxton. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm not, sure, uh, he, you know, he yeah. has he has the ability to, you know, uh, go to Bronny's game and then, you know, fly fly and wherever and he wants and yeah. and work out. That's or, not going to be a Rehab problem. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's not an issue. I mean, I think with the addition of Anthony Davis, I think that kind of gives him a shot in the arm. He thinks, yeah, exactly. He's like, okay, now. We're on the right track yeah, here. Yeah, as last year he comes in and he has all these dudes goofing off yeah, or whatever, yeah. trying to be rappers. He's got Lance yeah. Stevenson, uh, the guy who yeah. blew in his ear in the playoffs a couple of years <laughs> ago. That, that's one of my favorite favorite yeah. uh, gifts of all time when Lance Stevenson, blowing in LeBron's ear during the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think I think it gives him a shot in the arm, and I think good, it's, good. It, This is all going to depend on um, who the Lakers, you know, how they round out this roster and who they bring in via free agency. It's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, I'm
1: looking forward. I think people are really looking forward. I mean, the NBA is such a you know, such a year, year round now sport yeah. and so popular on the on the spectrum. Look at the, like the NBA summer lease coming up, you know, in Las Vegas. People are really interested in that. It was so much more interest than ten years ago. I think that the that, draft, I, June twentieth. Yeah, this is off off the record, but the NBA summer league interest—like everyone going out
0: there and covering it—like it's yeah. like a Get out of here, dude! Yeah, Do you want yeah. to wear a little credential and walk around? like – You just want, want to be pretend? a big Come shot. On. Yeah, you just want to pretend like you're a big yeah. shot and say, "Oh, I talked to this NBA scout. He really loves this guy's game." Shut yeah. up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's it's summer over, league. Bro. It's over overdone a bit. Yeah, and that's the know, social media. And and that's great. I mean, you know, the Drew League's bigger than it's ever been before. The draft is big. That's great for the sport, great for us, great for something to talk about. Obviously, we like to focus on what happens and what not all this hyperbole. We
0: like to bring the facts,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to bring the facts here. And the facts <laughs> are to close, you know, as we close out, is the Lakers' window is thin, uh, not long, and it's thin. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, they're on they got a solid base, but that, that ice is not too thick. That
0: window's half closed right now. Yeah,
1: that thick, that, 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 that ice ain't very thick that, that, that AD and LeBron and J-Kid and the rest of the crew are walking on.
0: Yep, but you know what it is? The window's wide open for you to subscribe and like on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, we appreciate you guys listening in. As always, we will bring you another podcast next week post-NBA draft. We're going to try and set up some, some fantastic guests to come on and and discuss um the draft the draft everything seven everything was, See, yeah, section seven, seven tournament this weekend
1: tournament this weekend, so there's plenty coming up. June's a, turning into a busy month where it wasn't maybe as busy a f- few years ago it's you know July's kind of changed, yep, July used to be the oh, the Holy Grail, but that's changed with all the things going on, so you know we'll give you as many updates as we can and continue to bring on people to break some stuff down, hopefully we can break down the draft to your liking uh to close out Devin, just give me one guy in the draft that you think's gonna hit after three kobe white great from north carolina i believe kobe
0: white is gonna be a good nba player yeah just because he plays hard he can score it he he proved that he can be a uh, a guy who can handle the ball um and distribute uh, this year at north carolina so i think kobe white is my guy who ends up being a very good nba player down the line Anybody for you? No? Ronnie? No? Okay. All right. that That'll do it for episode 27 of the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. It's Devin Oogland and Ronnie Flores signing off.